This is a presentation of the Pitch Podcast Network. Listening to Ope Radio. My name is Ben Went, and this is my podcast about the local music scene of Kansas City, Lawrence, Kansas, and the surrounding areas. Got an awesome interview on this episode. Trevor Trula, who is in so many local projects, uh, he plays out solo. He plays with Jake Wells, Grand Marquis. He's he's just uh, he's everywhere. He he guest spots on on so many bands. Uh, Paige Turner has a song with him. I mean, he he's all over the. He's he's just like. This this incredible he, he's like the Samuel L. Jackson of the Kansas City music scene. He he just shows up in everything and makes it better. Whenever Trevor shows up, it's just a little bit better. He's like the butter of the Kansas City music scene. You get it? He's the bacon. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right. Th- this is a jam-packed episode because the interview went a little long because I love talking to Trevor and I, I wanna I don't want to cut the interview short at all. So I'm just uh, probably gonna talk a little bit less on this episode, more music, and then that way you can hear this awesome interview with Trevor. So let's get things rolling with some parvenu. The song's called Reckless. It absolutely shreds. These guys absolutely rule. Every single member of the band is the most talented member of the band. And uh yeah, the song just shreds and Rachel's voice is incredible. So here we go. Reckless by Parvenu!
Reckless by Parvenu. Yeah, I told you, it just shreds. Gets in, gets out. It's, yeah, it's fantastic. I love it. Love it. Okay, uh, let's keep this party rolling. I've got some Blue False Indigo. These these guys are awesome. Just incredible harmonies. Uh, very just cool hippie folk vibes. What wonderful stuff. So uh, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Blue False Indigo. Let's go with Moon Dance. She I didn't do the howl at the end of that one. I did it at the end of Reckless, but that time that was actually Blue Falls Indigo doing doing the howl. That time I can't take credit for it. What a good howl though! You, you gotta love it. You gotta love it. Uh, I don't know. Is that song about werewolves? It does have kind of like uh, pagan witch vibes. I love. I love it, man. Blue Falls Indigo are so good. All right, up next I've got some brand new music from Midwest December. The song is called Two One Eight, and it is just this really charming garagey uh like midwest emo ish it's got like a little bit of like a modern baseball vibe to it and uh yeah i, I stumbled upon these guys they were written about in the pitch and i was like oh, i've never heard midwest december before i want to check them out and uh yeah i really dig it they've got a, a new record they're working on right now that i'm very excited to hear so here we go the song is called 218 Spelled out as three words, T-W-O space O-N-E space E-I-G-H-T, in case you want to look it up. 218 by Midwest December. Trying to get out of this Midwest town Want to run away so I can just slow down But we can't Cause we're not grown-ups yet Want to get away from all the stupid shit We could see the towns we always said we'd hit But we won't you don't love me like that Some things never change I think you said that We could run away You never meant that Cause good things die hard And you're still alive Some things never change You always said that We would run away that but good things die hard and you're still alive
Wish you'd gotten out of that Midwest town Wish you'd ran away so we could just slow down But you stayed Cause we weren't grown-ups yet Wish you'd got away from all the stupid shit We could see the towns we always said we'd hit And I did But you weren't with me Some things have to change We always said that we would make it work We never meant it But good things die hard I guess we were good But some things have to change We always said that We could make it work We never meant it Cause children don't know That good things die by Midwest December again just new stuff from them they're working on some new stuff and um, I'm really excited to hear more from them they're they're a band that I definitely will be booking at the Rhino once we uh, get chills going more regularly which stay tuned that's sooner than you think we've we've got some plans uh, to some ways to to keep it spaced out and safe and uh, very limited seating yeah keep, keep your eyes and ears open we're, we're trying to get some so stage time for local musicians as soon as possible because I know people are hurting financially and, and we want to do everything we can to to help give back to the scene because the scene's been good to us and, you know, we want to pay it forward. Speaking of uh, good, <laughs> that was a horrible transition. <laughs> our, our next song deserves much better than that. Uh, but that's the transition I have on this uh, under-caffeinated morning. Uh, I've, I've got new stuff from Jillian Risco. Jillian and I go way back, I think, think i've known jillian since i was maybe 15 at her old band and my band we used to play in, in like uh like church hallways and things like that you know uh when you're in high school any stage time you can find is valuable even if it's not technically a stage <laughs> uh but this new stuff from Jillian's really great this track's called people in the real world and it's it's very cool because jillian has a very warm voice and there are some really cool icy synthy textures on this there's a there's a little bit of an 80s vibe to it and i think the juxtaposition of the of the cool icy synth and, and jillian's voice makes for a, a really interesting song sonically texturally speaking very very interesting so let's get on with it people in the real world by jillian risco This shot in the dark And it was straight through the heart Is this what it's like to kiss so damn much And then not feel it all Well, they ask me what gives I'm broken Too many years of choking About realities Swear that's on me I won't give up that easily Baby 
Yeah, that was new stuff from Jillian Risco, the song People in the Real World. Wonderful stuff. Go go buy it on Bandcamp uh, or, or wherever. I'm not I'm going to tell you where to buy it. Although Bandcamp every now and then has days where they give all the proceeds to the artists and that rules. Okay, I'm not going to talk too much because I want to get into the interview. But up next, I've got some Trevor Trula. We're going to speak with him. The song's called Busted. I've played it on the podcast before. It is a totally instrumental trombone duet. It's cool, it's weird, and we're going to talk about it in detail in the interview. So I don't want to dwell on it too much. Let's just get into it. And when we come out of the song, I will be interviewing my buddy, Trevor Turla. So here is his song, Busted. Busted by our guest today, Trevor Turla, featuring Reginald Chapman. I, I'm so excited to talk with our guest about that song and about music in general. But Trevor, thank you for coming on Ope Radio. How the heck are you, man? How's it going, man? Thank you so much for having me. Dude, I'm absolutely stoked. We've been talking about this for literally months. Uh, it's all on me that it's taken this long. So thank <laughs> you for your patience. It's so, it's so no good worries. to have you. And uh, yeah, man, you're just a great person to talk to. You're just so active in the scene. Uh, give me the rundown real quick uh, for me and the listener. 
Try to name all of the projects in Kansas City that you are currently affiliated with, uh, you know, that you've gigged out with, because um, I'm, I'm sure it's a telephone book worth. But let's hear it. There's, there's quite a few. Um, I would say currently the people yep. that I am working with the most would have to be um, I'm, I'm doing things under my own name, Trevor Turla. And then yes. with uh, my partner, Michaela, uh, under Mickey P and Trevor Turla. And then uh, the Grand Marquis, and then the uh, and then Jake Wells, and also Fritz Hutchison. Those are the main things right now. Yeah, yeah, man, I love it. And uh, I, I caught a set that you did that I think was kind of a one-off. I don't think there's any that mm-hmm. I know of any, but you filled in once uh, with Larson for their lead oh, yeah. guitarist, yeah, and you replaced the lead guitar parts with trombone parts, and it was awesome. <laughs> it was yeah. so cool. What was that like? Did they come to you and say like, "Hey, hop on in"? How does that happen? Well, okay, so the the bass player for Larson is Tyler Byer, and he's also the bass player for Jake Wells. So Jake, I, I play yep, I play yep. in a band with him already, and uh, when their guitarist Luke ended up not being able to do the gig, they said that they weren't really trying to find another guitarist because Luke is so nuanced in the way he does it, and they would just be like, "Ah, yeah. just be more like Luke." And they're like, well, we might as well just go completely different and try something different. And they're like, well, why not a horn? Does anybody know any horn players? And Tyler, Tyler threw out my name. So that was, yeah, it was my first time ever playing guitar, you know, lead guitar, (laughs) actual lead guitar lines. But, you know, it it worked out. It was cool. It worked out super well. It it really blew my mind because I had never thought about the trombone in that register uh, and and feeling that part of the of rock and roll sonically mm-hmm. and it, it did such a good job. It was, yeah, you, you crushed it on that gig. That that was just fantastic. So I want to talk to you a little bit about what drew you towards the trombone in the first place. Not to say like it's not that the trombone is a weird instrument, mm-hmm. but I mean like I do think like when when you're going through like uh, a list of like musical instruments that you're going to approach, I do feel like, you know, piano, trumpet, guitar drums there's there's a handful that come to mind before the trombone what drew you to the trombone specifically what what called you to it sure well i i guess it it gets even weirder than that dude it goes even further back. It goes, <laughs> i love it Let's so, go. my, so my first instrument when my my parents approached me and were like would you like to learn an instrument i said absolutely let's do bagpipes that was the right off the bat oh. so that was um my first instrument growing up and i started that when i was about eight years old and then coming up, um, I started getting exposed to different musics like uh, like jazz and these these sorts of things. And um, when it came time to join school bands, I really wanted to be a trumpet player at that point. So I auditioned on trumpet and auditioned on all sorts of things. But it ended up really just being by chance that they needed a trombone player. And my lips happened to fit the trombone just so. And then from there, I, I never... I haven't really thought much of it since, you know, it's just like, okay, this is what works for me. And I think it's proven time and time again to really fit my personality. Uh, the, you know, the horn choice that I ended up being, being with. I, I would totally agree with that. And sort of a, like a Harry Potter, uh, the wand chooses the wizard kind of way. <laughs> you know, it, it does just feel like the right instrument for your soul and your energy. I, I totally, uh, I totally agree with that, man. That that's, that's awesome though bagpipes now stop me if i'm wrong don't you have to learn like the recorder part of the bagpipe before you can even start the bagpipe itself is that right for sure for sure yeah and that, so that's actually called a chanter and that's there just to get just to get the fingering down and all that kind of stuff um because that's that's one world of it and then there's the whole um blowing and squeezing aspect of it as well to actually get the sound out of the instrument itself so it's easier to learn this part first and then just plug that in and then go from there um i love it I love yeah. it. I love that you were called as an eight-year-old. That kind of like uh, Weird Al, uh, the, the way he got started on music is there was a door-to-door accordion salesman. And like, that's the weirdest thing. That sounds like like from a Coen Brothers movie. Like, that doesn't sound I, real. I, I get and, it, man. And he was like, I want it. I want it. And his parents were like, you want an accordion? And then like, <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. I, I love that. Um, yeah, I think that's like such a special thing. It's like, I don't know, figuring out how people were called to different instruments. And, you know, I mean, like, I think, uh, you know, you are extremely multifaceted, but I think non-musicians would be kind of surprised to learn how many musicians can play two or three different instruments. And it's mm-hmm. always interesting to me. It's like, oh, that's interesting that you ended up as with the bass as your main instrument or that you mm-hmm. ended up as a drummer, even though you can play guitar and things like that. I, I love that. Well, so let's talk 
Um, I, I want to get into your your new stuff that you're working on because mm-hmm. I got the pleasure of seeing it live. There was an incredible live stream at the Rhino of, uh, mm-hmm. a few weeks back. In the comments of this uh, podcast episode or the details, I'm going to link off to that set. Uh, so okay, that everybody great. who listens to this can see that incredible set that you did with uh, the full band for touches and opening them incredible. But before we talk about all that, I would love for you to, to recommend a song by a local band. So like what I always want to do with this podcast is call attention on, on local music and other local musicians. And one of my favorite things is hearing uh, what, what my favorite local musicians are listening to and what, what they're digging. So uh, what song should we listen to here? Uh, well, probably one of the most influential people and musicians in Kansas City for me would have to be Mickey P. And so her band, Mickey P. and the Swallowtails, released an album uh, recently that's just absolutely phenomenal. And right where um, we are, right? Right where we are. Yeah, yeah it's hard so to good. it's hard to it's hard to pick a tune off of there, but I'd probably have to say Rose Garden would be the one that's that I would have pick. to roll that's with. A great pick. Well, yeah. sweet. Okay, so here we go. So let's listen to Rose Garden. By Mickey P and the Swallowtails from the record Right Where We Are. Mickey P and the Swallowtails, just an absolutely killer track. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what what else can you say. Fans <laughs> of Hope Radio are very aware of Mickey P and the Swallowtails. I try to play them very you have often. To be. So thank you for giving me yet another excuse to to share that. So uh, you're working on music with Mickey P. You're mm-hmm. working on music solo. I've heard some of it. It's insane. Talk to me about the writing process. Talk to me about, uh, are you recording? Are you going to be recording? The people want to know, Trevor. Yeah. Okay. So yes, um, I will be recording. Um, I've got three main things that I, I would like to record this year, um, for myself. And one is going to be an EP, potentially a full length album under my own name, most likely an EP. 
And then M M Mickey P and I are going to be doing a full length album together. And then there's actually a Dobro player um, who lives in Lawrence, but comes to Kansas City quite a bit named Jake Hegan. And he, he plays in all sorts of things. His band, uh, Grass Fed, um, has all sorts of great music out uh, and available. And also uh, he's got you know music coming up himself. He, his partner, Lily B. Moonflower, uh, he plays in her band as well. But anyways, I'm going to be doing an EP, um, potentially a full length with him as well. And that's going to be, that's going to be goofy, man. It's just going to be trombone and dobro, just straight up that's sli sliding wild. all over the place. Yeah. That's some straight up like outer space astronaut drifting like that. I'm so excited to hear that. that yeah, is it's going to be, be crazy, man. You are um, just exploring uncharted territory there. I love it. Oh my well, gosh. And I suppose that's really how I've been trying to think about the writing process as well, is just to shed all the mentality I have, or um, rather the preconceived notions I have about what music is supposed to be and what my writing is supposed to be, and just trying to be authentic with myself. If I hear something, if I have an authentic idea, then I, I, I'm going to chase that, and that's what I want to record. And Absolutely. That's, and at, at the end of the day, I feel like that's kind of the end of the conversation for me, at least right now. That's, that is my pursuit in, as far as writing. And, and, you know, it's a different context. Writing for a full band is different than writing for um, a duo, which is different than writing for a duo with Dobro. Sure. And, you know, all these things are, are different. So I really try to place myself in the mindset of approaching something as its unique thing but always having that authenticity of chasing the, uh, the real idea I have with the music. It's just like uh, such a pure intention. I, I just absolutely love that. It's so such an altruistic way to look at music. Uh, do, do you have any studios, any producers lined up for these projects? Are you thinking you're going to go all different producers, all different, uh, or are they all going to be the same? Like, well, what, do you, what are you thinking as far as like the actual audio execution? As of right now, um, there's one person that I mainly um, am looking to work with, uh, and his name is Joel Nanos with Element Recording oh, Studios. Sure, Element, Element, yeah. I mean, yeah. Joel is Joel is a legend, and and I've worked with him many times. We've done a lot of Grand Marquis stuff. Um, Did Joel this, do Busted? Joel didn't do Busted. I actually recorded that one in New Orleans. Oh, right on. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. I want, cool. I want to talk about Busted in, in just a second. Let's keep talking about uh, Joel and his awesome work, though. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. He, he's just fantastic. And if I could do all three of these recording projects that I would like to do with him this year, I would be as happy as could be. I just did a full week in there with him uh, recording horn lines and trombone stuff for the Grand Marquis, um, awesome. which is um, – another another project i work with but yeah joel is absolutely fantastic and one of the things i really admire about joel is he's got a fantastic space and he's got all the setup and equipment that you could need to make any kind of record that you would want but it's the way he can coax mu music out of me or the way he can like sure he's a great um just engineer and producer as well as yeah, getting a musician yeah, he's, to he's not he's exactly he's not just an engineer he's a producer he's he's causing yeah. you to approach it differently and think about it and, and a good producer finds a way to to pull the song out of you and, and yeah. extract that i love that yeah well, that's I, that's very exciting that you're uh yeah working on that there and then uh, you know new grain so unreleased grain marquee stuff like stuff that hasn't been so yeah yet. yeah so there's a full length album that we did that's going to be coming out later this year but we've been releasing ah! we've been releasing singles here so two of those singles have already come out um one of them is called take a deep breath and then the other one is called time will tell Okay, so, awesome. We might have to listen to one of those in, in a in a second. Yeah, we'll take um, that so out. I want to talk to you about Busted. Okay. I, I'm so intrigued to learn. So most of the music we play on this podcast is lyric driven for the you know, for the most part. I, there's a handful of bands like Legrand and and um and your solo stuff that, that doesn't you know, I, I try to really make sure there's a space for instrumental music on this show too, you know. But um a lot of the Kansas City music scene is is lyric centric and stuff like that. And so I'm always so impressed by and interested in a truly instrumental track. 
and um, the poetry behind it and what the songwriter is trying to say, what the composer is trying to say, what what was trying to get across. And so I want you to just, if I could, just like crack your head open and let me see your brain on Busted. I just want to know how you got there. Um, I'm so intrigued by the story now that I know that it was recorded in New Orleans. I mean, just talk yeah. to me about this incredible song, please. So I suppose... Um the song busted really was formative in my um, kind of philosophy about how I'm trying to write music and just trying to chase authentic ideas. That little melody idea, the idea is something I had been playing since, you know, probably the last five years, just something I had been doing by myself and everything. But I was always like, this is too simple to be a song, or this is whatever my preconceived notion about that, what that melody is. And I would always just ignore it. And I would play it when I was warming up in the, in, these kinds of things. And then um, another thing I do is I work a lot with a company called BAC Musical Instruments. They actually made my trombone and there's a network of a lot of beautiful artists all across the, all across the world that play on these instruments. And it's a good way to connect with them if you are an artist with them. And I'm, I'm an artist with them and they will fly me to these trade shows or conventions or something to demonstrate the instruments and everything. And then there's another artist that they would frequently fly out named Reggie Chapman, who's the guy um, that I recorded with. Well, after five years of just playing this thing by myself and flying all over the country with Reggie, um, it ended up being in Chicago, I think. I was like, can we, can we play this together real quick? And of course, he crushed it. He's, he's a monster. And um, then the next trip that we had was in New Orleans. And I was like, if I book the time in New Orleans, could we just record it? And I had a friend down there with a studio uh, named Chris Butcher. It's a great studio. Um, and, and he, he was down. So then we just recorded it. So really it was a less of me trying to achieve something and me just accepting that this is something that is there. And I just did it and it just happened and everything just kind of aligned and I didn't try to force it. And then that's, this is, you know, this is a, a release that I, I'm still talking about, you know, um, it's, it's as far as the musicality behind it. Um, I don't even know if I have a way to describe it. Um, it's something, it's an, it's an authentic, it's an idea that authentically popped into my head. I didn't search for it. It just, it just kind of popped up, you know? I think that's one of the things that's really cool about music as a medium of art is the universal aspect of it where, you know, it, it doesn't need words. Like I think in a 21st century, you know, mindset, a lot of people think song. They do think, oh, there's a poem over this song. There are lyrics. I can sing along with it. But there is a, a universal trait of music which is simply that like even if you even if you don't know the words to a song that does have words or if it doesn't have words at all there's something about it that speaks to you the way that a mountain speaks to you the way that the ocean speaks to you mm -hmm. that is nonverbal and is you know i mean i want to sound all hippy dippy but like like it does kind of tap into something inside of you i get it that man. is sub perceptual and and so I, I get what you mean by the fact that it, it it's it, it arrived organically and genuinely and there might not even truly be like there might not be words to describe it. And that's why you made the song. Like if, if yeah. the story that you wanted to tell would best be served as a poem, you could write it as a poem, you know, right. but like this, this particular story needed to be told as I, a, I, a, tr a trombone duet, you know, right. I, I absolutely, mean, <laughs> I absolutely agree, man. And in regards to instrumental music and I guess writing and searching for, for sounds or what, you know, authentically does pop into my head. I, I, it's, it's really just chasing like emotions or feelings or something. Have you ever, have you ever like walked by somebody and smelled like your grandma's perfume or something? Yeah, and then all sure, of a sudden it's right. like instantly back to this thing. Like olfactory. Could, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so that's like, that's like a certain emotion that's hard to put words to. And it's, and it's a thing that your senses can do to you. I think that there's, you know, music that's always done that for me as well. Uh, a little anecdote. If I've, if I've got the time for it, like, uh, Lord of the Rings two. When that came out, I saw two that with my. So, yeah. I saw that in the theaters with my dad, probably six or seven times. He'd be like, "You want to go see a movie?" I was like, "Yeah, let's go see this." He's like, "Jesus again, yes. seven times." Like I, I did the Frozen <laughs> thing, you know. Um, but it was because of this one moment when the when the elves when the elves roll into 
you know, the capital and they, then there's this big musical moment. And I always remember being kids sitting in the theater and that feeling, it was that moment. I went and saw the movie seven times for that moment in the theater the score. with, with the score. And, and I don't know, I don't have the words to put, I don't know what, yeah. I don't know what that yeah. feeling was, but now as I'm writing, those are the things I'm chasing is those yeah. feelings that I don't know how to, I don't know how to necessarily articulate. It's like totally. that smell, you know, it's, it's so it's, it's is that, do you think is that the Battle of Helm's Deep? Is that when that is? I'm trying to think. Yeah, like, I'm yeah, trying to, yeah, pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah the yeah. music's absolutely incredible there. No, I know what you mean. Like, um, you know, like these last few Star. I'm a huge Star Wars fan, and the last few Star Wars fans of like or Star Wars movies haven't been my favorite, but I always want to go and see them. And when they come out, I see them several times. And I do know that like one of the reasons I go is because that moment where like the screen says a long time ago and a galaxy far away, my, my whole body gets goosebumps and I wait yeah. for the bum, yeah. you know, and then the theme start, John Williams, beautiful score starts going. And there is something about that. That is like, it is truly like, it feels spiritual. Like it, it connects to a part of my brain and my mind and my, my soul that like just regular words can't, you know? And, and yeah, yeah I, I, I love that. Um, okay, well, we're about we're, we're going to wrap. But really quick, I do want to put you on the spot and say, I think that you have a really cool Bill Murray story, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So, like, let's can we end on this Bill Murray story? And then we'll we'll bounce to another song that you're on. I'm so glad you've been on the podcast. Thank you so much, Trevor. But yeah. please tell this Bill Murray story. Yeah, man. Okay. Well, okay. So uh, the band, the Grand Marquis that I was telling you about earlier, we play a lot at the, the Chaz on the Plaza over at the Raphael Hotel. They'll do uh, some outdoor concerts there, set up a little stage. It's, it's pretty nice. You know, they've got a patio. People can sit and, and drink and stuff. This was in the before times. But, <laughs> the um, before in team, yeah. Yeah. And so um, I was sitting inside just drinking water at, the, at the, the Chaz bar in the inside when Brian, the lead singer, comes in and goes like, dude, I think Bill Murray's out there. And I was like, no that's you're you're just messing with me and then you know we, we we go out and step out there and lo and behold sitting in the corner of this little patio is bill murray sitting with somebody who turns out to be his brother um but it gets crazy because afterwards he comes up to us and asks um you know asks us some questions and everything we're talking to bill murray and then he asks if he can play ben sousaphone and so ben gives bill murray his sousaphone and bill murray starts playing sousaphone um, in the Chaz on the Plaza parking oh lot with the band as we're packing up. And then the next day, he actually called Ben to come to his hotel room and give him a Seuss phone lesson. So that's that'll actually best. happen. Yeah, that's that's a, I love it. that's a that's a classic Grand Marquis story. It seems like with that band, you know, we, we've toured so much and it's been a band for so long and we've done so many different kinds of gigs the stories that, that, that happen just keep piling up and they get crazy, man. I mean, it's, it's, it's wild. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love it. Well, we'll have to have you back sometime for more of them. Uh, thank you for sharing that. And Trevor, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's, it's always wonderful to see you and talk with you, even if it's uh, over Zoom. Um, let's let's send everybody out on uh, a song. While we're talking about the Grand Marquis, let's listen to uh, one of the new ones. Uh, which Which one would you prefer? Let's do a time will tell. That's the newest release that just came out. And, um, I have a solo on that one. So heck yeah, there we go. Perfect. <laughs> let's, let's hear it. Okay. So everybody, this is been Trevor Trilla. Check out his music. Check out the green marquee. Check out, uh, Jake Wells. Um, keep an eye out for Trevor's new solo stuff, his stuff with Nikki P I'll be plugging the hell out of it on this podcast. So if you've enjoyed this interview, just subscribe to the podcast and, and keep your eyes open. Cause I'll be sure to play it. So thank you so much, Trevor. And, and here we go. You're about to hear uh, from the grand Marquis. It's time. will tell. I've been caught up in the war machine I'm going ramming speed to the beat of a big drum I've grown tired of living the dream But I'm just now waiting up So will you cut me when I sleep Do I fade or I sit 
the song time will tell i hope you enjoyed that hope you enjoyed the interview with trevor i am uh, you know always curious to hear feedback if you guys are digging interviews and want me to do it more often i'll try to do that if you want me to make the episodes a little bit shorter when i have interviews maybe not play all 10 songs tell me i'm open in my mind it's cool to have longer episodes because that means you get more content but let me know if, if you the viewer well i guess listener <laughs> i mean i don't know you can stare at your phone while you're listening if, if you want me to change it, tell me. I'm, I'm, I'm open to things. So I've got three more songs. I want to plow through them. I, I, I'm very excited about all three songs. I don't want the fact that I'm plowing through them to come across as me not being excited. It's just that, I, you know, I know we're already running long and I want to dig in. So up next, new stuff from Ben Schinberg. We've played him on the podcast before. We've played his other projects on the podcast before. This song is called Sun and Moon. Dig it. If you were the sun and I the moon. Would you ever see me in your life? Would you let me close enough to feel you? I want to feel the warmth of all your fire And darling, if you ever go dark Nobody would ever feel the same I 
Ben Schinberg, brand new stuff. You heard it first here on Ope Radio. And while we're doing brand new stuff, how about some new Broken Heart Syndrome? Broken Heart Syndrome have a brand new song. It's called Drink the Blood. If you've heard Broken Heart Syndrome before, then uh, your your life is better. <laughs> they're, they're very cool. They remind me a bit of, there's a very 90s energy to them, but like very 90s alternative, um, kind of like post-grunge era, like Neutral Milk Hotel, there's a little bit of REM in there. Um, yeah, I, I just really like their stuff a lot. And yeah, anytime they have a new song, I'm, I'm excited about it. So here we go. Drink the Blood by Broken Heart Syndrome.
Brand new stuff from Broken Heart Syndrome. Drink the Blood is the song. Yeah, again, I just I just always dig them. I uh, get Neutral Milk Hotel vibes, uh, some some Mountain Goats. Wonderful stuff. Okay, I'm, I'm out. Uh, we, we went just over an hour. So actually, considering how long that interview was, I think I did a pretty good job of shutting up this episode for the most part. Of course, now I'm just talking again. Uh, keep your eyes and ears posted. Something really cool is getting announced in a couple of days, it's a project I've been working on intensely with people at the pitch and um, and and Hartzell and and Jake Wells, and this is there's a really cool there's really cool stuff right around the corner for Kansas City Music. I'm I'm gonna be a tease there, but keep your eyes and ears open because uh, I, th- I think it's gonna be pretty big for the scene. I'm 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 profoundly excited about it. So all right, let's let's end on a short and sweet song. You've heard it before. It's it's Black Star Kids. They're wonderful, and uh, the song's like two minutes long. So, so here we go. We'll be like just a little over an hour long. The song's called "Love Star Girl" from their record "Surf." Wash your hands. Be excellent to each other. Tip service industry people, and keep your eyes and ears open because this this announcement's going to be very cool coming soon. All right. Yep. Peace out. <laughs> Out here minding my damn business And my fit is the fittest I take 
Hope Radio is produced and edited by me, Ben Went, as part of the Pitch Podcast Network. Theme music includes clips from the songs Cave by Mess, Shapeshifter by What a Wreck, and Kansas City by The Dear Messes. If you would like to have your music considered for the show, please send it to benbooksshows at gmail.com. Again, that's benbooksshows at gmail.com. This was a production of the Pitch Podcast Network. The Pitch is Kansas City's independent source for news and culture. Check out thepitchkc.com to see more podcasts from us, including information for how to subscribe to The Pitch or become a sustaining member. Story ideas or feedback? Write to tips at thepitchkc.com. Pitch in and we'll make it through.